This is a hot town. What do you call it? Brentwood. Ever hear of Brentwood? What do you do here nights? They eat for dinner. They all come here and eat the big dinner. That's right. You're a pretty bright boy, aren't you? Sure. Well, you're not. Is he yell. He's dumb. Hey, you. What's your name? Adams. Nick Adams. Another bright boy. Town's full of bright boys. One ham and one bacon hand. Which one is yours? Don't you remember, bright boy? <laughs> what are you laughing at? Nothing. You see something funny? No. Then don't laugh. All right. He thinks it's all right. Oh, he's a thinker. What's the bright boy's name down the counter? I forget. Hey. Yeah? You go around the other side of the counter. What? You heard me. What's the idea? There isn't any idea. Better go around, bright boy. How's everybody doing after today's momentous um, events? Man. You know, did they started out good and now it's going to be... It's, in the fucking it's toilet. It's show. It's yeah. in the toilet. My day's in the toilet. I just got back last night and then I woke up this morning and like trying to get to work, you know, trying to catch up on work and everything and good news with Georgia and then all the rest of the stuff's going on and my head's spinning from trying to get all the, you know, like... Just trying to catch up at work, be back home, you know, get settled in. Yeah, it's been nuts. <laughs> All right, let's just dive, let's just dive in and start doing the thing, right? We could chat while we could chat while doing the episode, right? Yeah, I got right. yeah, because I got already like six minutes of just empty space that I'm gonna start the show with. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Welcome everyone to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock, and that is Rob Elba. And we are here. The world is crumbling around us, but yep. we're still here talking about records. <laughs> right. So that's what we do. Because it's Wednesday, and oh, and that's what, we what, do a day, what a day it was. Yeah. As I uh, think, you know, uh, was that a David Byrne song? I think off the Catherine Wheel. Oh, what a day it was. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, things are going, uh, you know, uh, we did some uh, a Patreon shout-outs uh, last episode, and we don't did. forget, um, we, uh, 
We really love and appreciate all our patrons. So if you want to become a patron of the show, like our guest tonight is, yes, uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron of the show, like our guest tonight. Who is our guest tonight, Barry? Our guest tonight is Mr. Dan Bonberg <laughs> of The Honest Liars. And the Lightworkers, that, that's, that's, your, right. that's your newest project, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. yeah, and you also would know Dan from Dashboard Confessional, from the Bacon Andes. But I think your your biggest, I would say your biggest claim to fame, Dan, is a couple of years ago you played that's with right. the, uh, that record got me high, uh, House Band. That's right. And that was probably the pinnacle. I would say that's like the pinnacle of your well, career, I, I right? was going to say the pinnacle of his career. Didn't he come on with Dubin and try to defend Solo Asylum? Wasn't that <laughs> No, that was the, not pinnacle. What's the opposite of pinnacle? Uh, then the deer. <laughs> The zenith and then the wow. deer and then the deer. No, that was a that was a great fun episode and that's uh, that's a uh, beloved record that a lot of people love. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It is just, just not, not Barry. Just not Barry. You know, <laughs> hey, everyone can't love everything. That's, that's true. A, my dad, my dad used to always say that. No matter what you do, there's always going to be some people that just hate you. So you know. Yeah, and I didn't have so many audio problems when I had to just show up live to a brewery, you know. To, oh, right. that's right. To Laser Wolf. <laughs> so. I know. It is well, a different those, animal. Those days, yeah, I know. Those days will happen again, Dan. We'll, they we'll will. get there. Yes. We'll get there. Your, your beard may be completely gray by the time we get there, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's true. Um, all right. So as I, uh, as I mentioned, Dan is a musician and you are a lover. I would say your, your wheelhouse is really like the, uh, power pop band, you the right, the, the, the rock yes. pop, uh, pop uh, genre. I could tell where, and, and this record I could tell is like really in your wheelhouse. It's like not a surprise that you chose this record. What is the record you chose to talk about? It is the Lemonheads. It's a shame about Ray. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I, I think you're correct. You know, like I'm really, uh, I definitely into the power pop. Um, you know, kind of, you know, mixed in together. You know, together with rock and punk and stuff. But right, yeah, I, I, I really get in. I, I really like a lot of melody. Yeah, and um, and uh, yeah. So this one, uh, this one this is, is all. Uh, I forgot. Like this is a really good record, Barry. I don't know. We have me and Barry. We don't. We don't uh, talk discuss, about the record. Nope. We yes. don't discuss before. But in listening to it, I'm thinking. I know Barry's not. I had no. I didn't really have any problems with it. I had some. I have some observations about right. it, but I don't have any. I went and you know read up on Evan Dando's recent life, which was pretty interesting. And, uh, he's, an, he's an interesting character, and uh, and it's they're they're interesting, and I and I also think we'll we'll get into it, but I feel like the Lemonheads were are sort of not respected as much as they should be for the for for the music they put out. Like at the time, like I listened to them, you know, Dan, listening to this record, I'm thinking, why do people they go nuts over Wilco, but they don't talk about this record? This could be. Wilco, this could be like a uh, yeah, Wilco yeah. record, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like For that, sure. except except no one's blowing smoke up Evan Dando's ass, telling him he's a genius or something. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think I think part of it is that uh, that model good looks. Everybody kind of yeah. you know that really hurt. Limit. Yeah, that, that really I think hurt. That was him. a back. I think it's a backlash. Um, you it know, was. like well, got, it was guys that yeah. wanted to celebrate this record. You know. Um, 
you know, you had to be, you had to be okay with, you know, with yourself, you know, because he was the pretty boy. He was pretty boy everywhere, you know, like, and uh, so I, I do think that that was a little bit of a backlash. I think also people, you know, when they started off as a band, as a true, you know, um, trio, and then this record's, you know, you know, he's the only one left from, you know, the original Lemonheads, you know, at this time. So right. it's, uh, um, so it's kind of like that's that first solo record, but he's still using the title, maybe, maybe yeah. close to like, uh, all shook down by the replacements being, you know, Westerberg's kind of first solo record really, but still being called the replacements. Right. 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 And right. I think all, of, I, and I think all of those records are very much lead-ins to Wilco, especially early Wilco, like AM and being there. Um, just with it, uh, you know, obviously like, uh, uh, Wilco coming from uncle Tupelo, having that punk and country kind of mixing those two things. And then, you know, Wilco is obviously a lot more polished than, uh, uncle Tupelo. And, uh, but, you know, I, I do think that, uh, I think, yeah, that's a great point. Um, that I actually, I actually got into Wilco right after this, um, right after this uh, maybe a year after this record because i got into this record um a little bit uh, quite a bit maybe half a year or so after it came out okay so it came out in 19 in june uh, 1992 and it was their fifth record which i didn't realize they yeah. were that like it was their fifth record uh i was actually living up in boston when they when they formed in the like 86 oh, wow. bingo bingo people mark your cards rob has just yeah because i'm gonna mention in boston my- well, my band inside out. We opened for them like two, twice. I played them that's twice. right. You just get two clicks on oh, the wow. bingo yeah, game. On the bingo card. And I will admit that I was immediately put off because he was so he was a really good. Uh, he's a really good uh, guitar player too. A really good guitar player, and he's mm-hmm. so goddamn good looking. So of course, I didn't like him immediately. I didn't like him. <laughs> You know, <laughs> but um, yeah, the, and they really did change a lot because at first they were, you know, like punk, but still punk pop. Definitely, you could tell they probably loved the replacements and they loved Husker Du, and um, and and also he was with Ben Adili. Is that yep. how you pronounce his name? Adili. Yeah, it looks and, like it. And they would trade off a, a vocal, so Ben would sing some songs, Evan would. So yeah, definitely a, a different. This is a. A different animal by this by 1992 they're a, a different animal than the original lemonheads it's it's basically evan dando and and he hooked up so what he did was what did he do dan he went to australia right yeah so um from you know from what i read later on after i you know i really did fall in love with this record and uh so when i read that you know he was on tour in australia um opening up for like Fugazi and and stuff and and maybe the Lemonheads even did a tour through there he came back there in 91 I think right and uh and and was just hanging out with the musicians that he met down there and uh it kind of does it kind of shows on this uh this whole album you know it is uh it's got a little bit of Americano like the pseudo Americano kind of Americana sound yes but there's but there's foreign like Aussie terms throughout. Ah, like you know, okay. like they say like pram instead of a yep. stroller, yep. you know, yes. like rock and stroll. Yes. Right. Uh, you know, in kitchen they uh, they mention um, uh, postcode rather than zip code. Uh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. And things like that. So um, it, it's it's interesting that you know um, to me the whole album is kind of about 
there's a lot about wandering, searching, and kind of a sense of belonging or finding that. And um, and when I got into this record, I got this record. So I got out of the army in August of '92. Okay. So uh, I wasn't. Um, I, I I really wasn't aware of this record until after I got back home. And I'll say that my uh, my kind of trying to figure out myself kind of fit along with this record so when i first did hear it uh, you know i was kind of searching so yeah you know I, I went from this i went from this kid who grew up in boca who didn't go without anything had a fairy tale childhood you know i got into punk rock and you know and uh who's for do replacements descendants especially you know and stuff i got into those because i really liked the i liked a lot of their melody i liked their songs not because i was rebelling against anything i right. really didn't have anything to yeah, right against. nothing wrong with right. that <laughs> yeah so um but I spent three years in the army, and getting back from uh, Desert Storm, Oy. I really had my yeah. Get, so when I was 19, I was uh, I went to Desert Shield, Desert Storm. So I was in Iraq. When I got back from that, I really questioned everything. Uh, you know, I believed in a lot of things when I was young. You know, I, I went to a Lutheran school, so I believed in God. I, you know, you respect your elders and stuff, which I'm going to try and do on this show with you guys. And, but uh, <laughs> Very um, funny. but. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I didn't really challenge that many things because, you know, uh, I really hadn't come up against anything uh, um, in my life until that time. So when I was when I got back from Iraq, I, I decided to kind of question everything, start at zero. And yeah. that also meant when I got home, I was really searching for what to do, who was I, what, you know, and uh, this record really hit me in that way and, and in a great way because it's. It's kind of short. It was really yeah. short, it is. actually. Under it is. Minutes. It's short, and it's like short songs. Yes, yes. But uh, that's that's cool that you say that. I could see that because there is uh, like a searching quality to the whole record and everything. And, well, yeah, uh, one of the songs is called Rudderless. So if yeah, that doesn't yeah, yeah. Get, you know. And uh, there's well, the... I, yeah, you could almost uh, go through. So like for each song, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk about walking and wandering. Right throughout the whole thing or driving like right. on on the right. turnpike and stuff so yeah, right um you know so, uh, so there's a lot of that a lot of that searching but and i i think subconsciously i just kind of really related to it i love the melody i love that it brought a lot of the things um it brought a lot of music that i love it brought a little bit you know a little bit of punk a, you know a lot of melody that americana you know songwriter you know uh, even uh, you know, like it had a little bit of Costello, a little bit of replacements, like you said, a little bit of Husker Du. It had everything, but it was it, it had this longing and this searching and uh, and yeah, you, know, you, better, you better you better say Dinosaur Junior as well. Dinosaur, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a yes, big, yes. there's exactly. some yep. moments where I go, oh yeah, big time Jay Maskus vibe on the guitar well, playing. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they were around, you know, they were around the same time and. Boston, yeah, and that's the thing. But sort of, um, they're definitely a precursor, Dan. Wouldn't you say to like the emo-ish um, a slacker? Sometimes yeah. also you call it like the slacker rock thing that came afterward, because uh, something about Evan that's kind of appealing is that he's got this <laughs> laid-back way of singing where he's never pushing it and it's effortless but it's not annoying like uh, a pavement did the same thing but i don't know for some reason pavement always annoyed me more yeah, and well, then weezer pavement's, too. pavement's abrasive 
And this is not abrasive right. yeah. at and all. And this is not at all. Exactly. Yeah. I exactly. mean, paper it's is not, not making, they're uh, intentionally or otherwise, they're, they're definitely it, abrasive, and there's an abrasive attitude at work there. This is not right. that, well, for I, sure. And, and you know, Barry, like you said, with Dinosaur Jr., I mean, no one no one sings any more slacker than, yeah, right, you know, Jay. than Jay does. Right. Yes, yes, so yeah. this is kind of like a little bit, I, you know, I hate... I, I would never. Uh, I, I don't think this is. You know, I, I saw. I saw something like where it was bubble grunge. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It was called something like that. Like I don't. I don't really associate it with that or anything. But I do get. I. I, I do get that people think that this is a little bit lighter than yes. you know who's yes. do in Dinosaur Jr. Oh, and, and that's fine. It you is. know, I, but it's a. It's a different type of production. It's a different type of delivery. Yeah. Um, but I do. I do. I, I enjoy. You know, I enjoy this record also because of his vocal delivery. I'm not oh, really, yeah. you know, no. no one's yelling. No one's yelling. I, I've been yelled at in the army for three years. Right. So, so no one's, more, right. No one's more yelling, yelling at you and here. telling me what to do. Well, you know what? I, um, I, in, in revisiting it, I realized the 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 lack of rough edges on it is is a feature, not a flaw. Well, it's like it's that's fu- part of it. Right. And it's yeah. funny that you mentioned that because another thing that we should, the, the elephant in the room about the beautiful, cute, talented Evan Dando is that he is was a serious drug abuser. And yes. to me, this record sounds like it has the kind of edges smoothed off that are like an like you've taken some sort of opiate. So it's there are no harsh tones on this at all like when you listen to it it is distinctly pleasant to listen to there's no jarring anything so it's got the vibe and maybe it's just you know maybe I'm projecting because of what I know about him but the feeling I get of it and obviously there's a fucking song on the record about Hopping drugs, making a phone yeah. call. Well, more than yeah, there's more than one. There's a few. It yeah, creeps there's in a there. lot of references to getting fucked up, and he's not just getting fucked up. He's not buying weed. You know, he was a serious heroin user. And it's fair, yeah. That that's fair to say. And also, one thing I, I respect. Also, it's good. I mean, from what I tell, he's really cleaned up his act and he's doing good now, which is great. But uh, I do respect the fact that he never totally. He he kind of didn't shy away from it or didn't like no. hide from it. Yeah, you no. Know, that, uh, he didn't. It was just you know yeah. part of what he did and what he went through. Yeah. And and I th- I think that's maybe part of it. You know, for uh, like. I, I'm, I'm not a guy who uses drugs at all, so I really don't know what that's uh, what any of these feelings would be like. Oh yeah, no, I'm Except not an opiate. I, I'm I, not an opiate user no, either, no. but I'm just sort of like <laughs> I said, I'm projecting um, my no. idea there. But uh, but this has uh, there's something a little there's something uplifting about the music and about the the melodies um, that that gave me that feeling of. Um, look, I might be down right now, or I might be trying to figure it out. But there's a light, you know, like and, yeah, yeah, okay, and, yeah. And I and I think that this record was, you know, it it it'll stand as the peak for the Lemonheads. Yeah, um, you okay. know, even over some of their, you know, their other records, which are good and have a great have some great songs on them, you know, and stuff like that. But I think this will stand as the peak, and it it always it it just had. Even with the dark kind of, um, you know, the dark uh, themes, yeah, it 
it still felt uplifting like he he was working on it he was making it through you yeah, know like right. um what's that uh um what's like that uh tom waits quote where it's uh, i love beautiful melodies oh i like beautiful melodies telling you terrible things <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know? sure and like sure uh like like it's you know there's dark stuff but brilliant bright melodies and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, i i appreciated that because i, right. I did, for me for me it was definitely a moment in time and i do go back I, I listen to this record whenever it comes on i really really enjoy it um and uh but it just hit me right at that moment when you know i just I got, you know, I just turned 21. I was now out of the army and, you know, uh, I was a veteran of foreign wars at, at 19. Right. Now I'm going, what the hell do I do? Yeah. You know, so, and I wanted to go play music with my, you know, with my brother and my friends. And this was one of those, this is one of those records that hit me. It's just like, yeah, I want right. to, I want to write songs, you know? Right. Well, that's cool. That's awesome. And there are great, uh, there are great songs in this record. Oh, I mean, yeah. one thing, I really just from beginning to end. There's there's no not really any any weak song on it, and like no. you said, most of the songs are short, so it's just it's a quick listen, and it's just really good. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a really great a uh, pop record. And um, all right, so we should mention that uh, when he went there, he hooked up with uh, Nick Dalton and Tom Morgan, which Tom Morgan was in an yep. Australian band called Smudge, right? Yep. And uh, yeah. so, and this band, he actually had uh, Juliana Hatfield, who right. was in the uh, Blake Babies, and then eventually Juliana Hatfield Three. She was playing bass and uh, vocals, uh, does some great backing vocals on it, and uh, David Ryan on drums. Yeah, it um, didn't hurt that Juliana Hatfield was in this band for me. That's right. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. Astonishingly yeah. beautiful voice. So yes. Yeah, but even my um, the. The first birthday, my wife and I, uh, when she was still my girlfriend, were together. Um, she flew me for my 40th. She flew me to New York to go see Juliana Hatfield because she knows uh, Juliana Hatfield's. Wow. Juliana Hatfield's like my one. You know, she's like the. You know, and she's she, the, she's the wow. first name. Uh, Vanessa's yeah. uh, the best man. She's the yeah, best man. And you, I know. You, you better not ever, ever let her go, Dan. I will. I will personally go over there and kick your ass. So. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to kick your ass, but yeah, he's probably right. Don't, don't let him go. So You know, you know that uh, we have. There's another Julianne Hatfield connection with the podcast. That uh, yes, uh, uh, very much so. Oh, we that, just did Todd, Todd, Todd Phillips, Phillips uh, the drummer for I Julianne. I follow Todd Hatfield. Phillips. Yeah. Yes. You know. Besides, besides the Juliana uh, hookup through here, there's also going to be you're going to love. Well, I'm sure you already are aware, Barry, but there's another hair reference. Yes, oh, I know. I know. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, yeah, I, no, I did not that, get that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That, Frank Mills is from Hair. Yeah. Uh, the song really? Frank Mills. That's uh, from that's from the musical right. Hair. I, wanted, I did read it, that, but then I, never, I forgot about surprise, it. Dan. I nah, wanted to that's all right. I, it's, I, I had read it and then I forgot about it. I just blew right past it. <laughs> Well, I, I I was listening to the Mission of Burma um, uh, episode um, yesterday on the flight home, and uh, and love it. I, I listened, uh, you know, obviously when you guys did uh, Dinosaur Junior with Todd, also, and yeah, stuff and, you know. Um, so yeah, in having played in the Lemonheads, you know, later on and stuff like that, I was uh, definitely mixing those up. But when I heard the hair reference, I I, I started laughing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. I was just right. dying. I was like, yeah. oh, I have to mark. As soon as I get home, I got to mark this down. <laughs> yes. All right. All so right. Let's, start, uh, let's start listening to the record. Uh, we put the needle down on the first track, and it's and it hits you right away. It's uh, it's great. Uh, 
a charming little ditty about the world as viewed uh, by a baby, right? Being pushed yep. on a uh, yeah. on a pram. Let's listen to Rock and Stroll. Takes me on a rock and stroll. You won't wait, cause I won't know. Survival, I hope you'll throw a smile at me. This here frame is all I've known. I won't be walking till I've grown. All I've been shown is everything I want to see. People's knees and trust trees. Smile at me. Looking upwards to the sky. Moving forward all the time. Sidewalk lines, dunk, 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 die. It's warm in here, it's cold down there Around out where I can only stay I'm still aware of little But I'm gonna try I'm gonna try So he has a knack. Yeah. He has a knack for making even really fast songs sound like chill, sound like smooth and chill. Yeah. You know, because I forgot. I'm listening to him and go, "Wow, this song like really moves. It's great, it but it, uh, it still sounds chill." I, I want to throw a really a monkey wrench into the analysis of this song. When I I was trying to figure out that riff, the rock and stroll, da 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 da. I'm trying to figure out, man, it sounds like something, and the guitar sounds a particular way. It sounds like Alex Lifeson from Rush. That's oh, what that yeah. sounds like right okay, there. Okay, yeah. 100%. If you raised his voice an octave and he was singing <laughs> yeah. about some sort of, you know, uh, I would logical Rand, positivist. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes, I, I would bet he's a Rush fan or was a Rush fan. I got to think it's in there because, man, I was like, I was puzzling. I was like, man, that sounds so familiar and i was like and it finally dawned on me oh my god it's it's all permanent rush off of permanent waves you know spirit of radio yeah. it's that <laughs> yeah, it is. sound yeah it's great that's an uh, awesome point man I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a rush i'm a rush fan yeah so, I, I like rush uh, fine. I, love that. I don't I love have a problem with them at all and you know we're gonna do a rush record this this season so everybody brace yourselves Ooh. it's coming up oh, wow. we got a tag so we got a tag team husband and wife duo gonna do a rush record so this uh, this is really uh, clever. I like I like the whole point of view, you know, from the baby. Uh, as I wrote by, I hope you throw a smile at me because this here pram is all I've known. I won't be walking till I've grown. All I've been shown is everything I want to see. People's knees and trunks of trees smile at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are some great lyrics there. They're great. Yeah. I think it's kind of like uh, you know starting off this record. It's 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 interesting that also this is like from a baby's point of view. It's Birth. the first song. Yeah, sure. It's a new. Yeah, it's yeah. an. It's this new thing. It's like that's very clever. That, that be that beginning, you know, and stuff. Sure. And uh, I love it. And it kicks off pretty fast, so it definitely. You know, I like that the songs are short. It, you know, holds your my my ADD for you know right for, yeah for the moments that <laughs> under it is. three minutes and, you uh, know for sure yeah, yeah. Um, but I. Uh, but it, it is definitely it's got that you know speaking of a pram you know like that's that's such an english term or an australian term right and right. uh um and i just thought that that was neat and and i love that he also did the sound of the wheels of the of the pram going over the sidewalk <laughs> the, oh, right, right. yeah so, yeah 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 
you know, like it, there's some, you know, there's there's some humor in within here, which is such a great release. So it is. And then we go uh, right into the second track, which is also really uh, just a really pretty catchy song. This is to a little bit of confetti. Who's the um, who's the uh, um, the secret sauce in this one that you? Who else could do this song, and you would you could go? Oh, I, I know what I know what this is. This is a Bob Mould Husker Du anthem, yeah. in, but but toned down, and mm-hmm. and all the angst sucked out of it. So it's just pretty Evan Dando telling a girl that you know I, I'm not really that into you. And um, whereas with if it were a Husker thing, it would be some sort of, you know, it'd be angrier. But angry, I, I, yeah, I do hear I do hear a lot of that throughout the record. I hear a lot of Bob Moon, but more sugar, almost more. Uh, sugar oh, yeah, Bob yeah, Moon sure. Than, sure. Uh, like, could do Bob yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um, it's, so Dan, uh, do you know as a fan, do you know like what the real root of this song is, though? Because it's actually kind of it's darker. Makes yeah. it darker. Yeah, it's um, more about um, well, the genesis of it's supposed to uh, supposedly about his parents, about the, his parents' divorce. Right. And uh, uh, um, what do you know? And uh, yeah, so he's kind of, I mean, surprisingly though, he's coming to terms with it. But this is many years after his parents are divorced. Right. You know? um, but but again, with this whole record, you know, that whole searching and wandering, you know, like going yeah. from you know rock and stroll as a kid. Right. Now oh, yeah, he's sure. talking about yeah, his parents' sure. divorce when he was a kid. Yes, yes, um, yes. You know, and to me, confetti just means it, it, it's things that are torn up, right? Right, thrown so, up in the air. Right, right. Shit's all thrown up in the air. Yeah, so, sure. yeah, so his, you know, his parents, you know, were definitely torn up. So um, uh, that's from what I've read and talking to you know the many uh, many of my friends and stuff like that about this record that uh that's kind of where it comes from that he was still you know uh or maybe this song just solved it for me just maybe put it in the you know put it in the you know put it on this album and then you know could move on from it 
Yeah. Right, right. I, yeah, assumed, it was, I assumed it was uh, the same along the lines of that's how I escaped my certain fate off the right, uh, right, versus, right. which was like, you know, ooh, I dodged that bullet. But right. um, apparently it was but after the, reading, it was, uh, yeah, reading about his father, actually about his father's divorce, his mother that does that a little. It just makes it a little, uh, you know, a little darker and a little melancholy, much more sure, melancholy. Sure. Um, all right, so now we get the uh, title track of the record, and uh, this is one he co-wrote with uh, Tom Morgan. But yeah, he wrote the uh, um, uh, Dando and Morgan, and partially inspired. By a quote he saw in a uh, newspaper in Sydney, a Sydney newspaper in reference to Ray Martin, I guess, losing his job as the presenter of the Midday Show. Uh, (laughs) So listen to a little bit of It's a Shame About Ray. Such a great, catchy earworm of a song, you know. Yeah, this one you know, was definitely stuck in my stuck in my head uh, this yeah. week. And I, um, it's got another one of those Alex Lifeson guitar breaks in it. Boom, bum, bum. That is right off. I'm serious. It's right off Permanent Waves. It's amazing. And when you hear it, you'd be like, "Damn." <laughs> I think I'm follow, I'm following I'm falling in love with this record even more that we have the Rush reference. Right. To yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> For sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally. Well, Rush so is sort I, of an I, undercurrent in a lot of alt American rock that doesn't really get acknowledged because people are like, "Oh, you know, it's a little, you know, it seems like you should be a little bit, you know, titchy about it, but you know, it's there." Um, no, these cause these kids listen. These yeah, 80s kids listen, listen to, to Rush, yeah, sure. and then they formed their alternative bands. But Absolutely, they Absolutely. Uh, ahead, yeah. I mean, what were you going to say, Dan? If I, didn't, if I didn't listen to Rush, I mean, like I was trying to figure out those bass parts, the Rush songs. I, uh, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to figure out those those Descendants, you know, yeah, bass sure. parts oh, yeah, later right. on either sure. and stuff. So, like, you know, 
Um, That's they right. were definitely, they just were more established and, you know, and I could read music so I could buy the songbook and, and Ooh, he can learn how to music, play those. Rob. Oh yeah, he's a real musician. Oh, he's a real musician. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I could buy those songbooks and learn how to play that. So then, you know. We had to learn by it, ear the old fashioned way. We had to sit uh, with well, hour, hour after sometimes hour. Sometimes I wish. <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, that's a that's a back and forth type thing, right? Like, uh, if, when you learn by ear, I think you become a lot more creative. I think later on in my life when I'm trying to drop all the all that stuff yeah. and just try to, you know, like, then I became a little bit more creative rather than just kind of in the box yeah. where I where right. I thought the theory and all that crap fit. But, uh, well, I, this song, um, It's a Shame About Ray, I, I play, whenever I play out like acoustic and like play over at the pub and stuff like that, I'll break this one out and it always turns heads. Like people always just go, oh my God, I forgot about yeah, that. Or, yeah. you know, right, like, it's a great right, pop song. It's, it's, it's one of those songs that people just come up, uh, you know, or like, oh man, Lemonheads, no way, you know, like they instantly recognize it. It's uh, it, it's just one of those uh, kind of good go-to songs. Exactly. Um, and now we get another really good song, and this one I think has a more of a uh, a, a, a replacements uh, Paul Westerberg uh, vibe to it. I could picture Paul Westerberg singing this next one, which is not a bad thing, of course. And this is another the title, like we said, tells a story like about yeah. Uh, addiction uh, yeah. leads to uh, depression leads to just feeling like you're lost uh, so this is rudderless That's so walk back yeah. home to my place, tired of getting high. I guess I don't want to die. Yeah. And the verse uh, features the uh, beautiful voice of Julianne Hatfield providing these yes. little commentary. Uh, yes, yes, right. It's, yeah, it's got a lot of aching in this song. Yeah. And like you said, uh, reminds you of a replacement. It's kind of like aching to be. It's yeah. got that kind of. Oh, yeah, you know, right, right, right. Um, uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's great. I love the I, I love those chords in the beginning too. That kind of you know that tension and uh, the tension and release and uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just a great. Uh, it a is great. great. And song. actually, 
Dan, I'm gonna say knowing you and hearing especially the songs you've been writing lately and stuff, you could I could tell this is a big influence record on you because I could hear you in this too. Like this is definitely your wheelhouse of your type of song. Yeah, right? Yeah, am I right? Yeah, you're oh you're absolutely right. You're absolutely yeah. right. And um, this is this is hugely influenced. Like you, you, you know, you mentioned emo before and stuff. But, and uh, you know, for a lot of my friends, you know, Chris from Dashboard, um, you know, Bob Nana from Hey Mercedes and Braid. Uh, this is this might be one of his favorite records. Um, right. Right. And, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of us. I mean, and it even goes into hardcore. Like Damian Moyle used to sing for Culture down here, and Shy Lude does his own thing. Damian Dunn. Like oh, this right, is one of right, his favorite. Right. This is one of his favorite records. Also. You know, okay, and uh, I, I think I think it reaches you know across uh, across genres. You know, yeah, and, it does. Uh, but like I said, it still doesn't get mentioned. Like everyone's a uh, uh, Pinkerton from Weezer. People say, oh, that's like a big touchstone on that. But you don't hear this mentioned at most. And I think it's just there when you listen to it now. You hear that that early '90s. You know that that this was the start of like all this. Uh, it influenced so many things. But yeah. I don't know why it's, it's not and, uh, talked about as I much. I want to say again that this record is produced in a way so that and I don't know it has to do with the way the mid-range is done you could turn this up extraordinarily loud and it would not be abrasive it was definitely mixed in a way so that you could crank it up and not have it hurt your ears or at least you would not know it was hurting your ears yes Uh, do you guys know anything about the Dan, do you know the uh, the Rob Brothers produced it? Rob I, Brothers, yeah, yeah. Which I wasn't familiar, but apparently they had a studio, uh, mm. Cherokee Studios in Los Angeles, and they did a yeah. ton of bands. Like they produced uh, the Go Go's, Jane's Addiction, Steely, Steely Dan. Dan, yes, Aerosmith, Debo, Public, like just like the list goes on. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think and they I, really they did a great job letting you know uh, letting this exist. You know. I, I, you know, I don't. I don't know whether you know Evan came in with an idea that this was supposed to be this way, but I, I feel like they added, uh, whether they added the players or whether they just let it go. Um, obviously, not being there, I don't really know. But you know, like uh, when you get into you know Baxter on the slide guitar and you get in right. with the, the, key, Baxter the plays, keyboards, yeah. right? Yeah, like with all of that stuff, you know, you get this kind of. <sighs> Maybe a little bit more of an LA, um, yeah, canyon yeah. kind of feel, yeah, yeah for but it's sure. Under, it's, it's, little... very, uh, it's understated though, it's very yeah, yeah. well produced. It, it is very, it is very but I'm well listening, produced. And I hear like organ in these songs, I'm saying, Well, I didn't yeah. see organ yeah. credit in there, but they're yeah. just this little understated thing that it's very well produced. All right, so let's take uh, let's take a little break. Um, let's uh, refresh our drinks let's get a chance to uh yeah i gotta go um, down i gotta go go to the phone i gotta go into the phone booth down on the street and i gotta score i call up my uh, buddy and uh, all right yeah call your buddy and we'll come back <laughs> we're talking at the end phone break about uh one of his favorite records and we'll be back in a minute This is Daniel. This is the voice of Daniel. I am coming to you through the soul of a machine. 
I am coming to you through the entire universal organism that is projecting itself through this voice into your consciousness, your individual consciousness which is not individual but which is designed to present that way so that you will survive, be real, be totally real, right now, right here, this is an advertisement, this is an advertisement for a comic strip, this is an advertisement for is this tomorrow, the comic strip that pays us to do this, nothing is hidden, nothing is hidden from you, we are not trying to hide anything from you, it is time for the cat to take his pill, you can learn more about universal consciousness and the soul of the machine at is this tomorrow.com that's right be real is this tomorrow.com that's right be real is this tomorrow.com that's real be right is this tomorrow.com that's the real be bright bright white light affairs flowers doors windows floors inception deception correction correctional facilities on the moon cold gray and remote is this tomorrow.com is this tomorrow.com What a good, what a good son-in-law I am. There you are. You yeah. are. Right. Was that your in-laws? <laughs> yeah, my mother-in-law. Yeah. You treat hey, so my daughter at- so bad. I don't know why I even call you. Oh, please! I'm the best thing that ever happened to them or their daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You could leave. So we were talking, we'll leave show. that in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we were talking about uh, the keyboards barry goldberg played the keyboards on there speaking, oh, speaking you know, of right speaking of your tribe rob yeah there's no question uh, somebody named barry a, goldberg is gonna of be course. yeah i know but what about this for you know so he also he played with uh for, he played on the flying burrito brothers record um gilded palace of sin but he oh, also really? played on the ramones and end of the century Aha. Oh. he's one of those guys one of those yeah. guys. Call yeah, Barry Goldberg. Great. We need some keyboards. Yeah. Call Barry Goldberg. I know. He's oh, got a cool. long list. That's he great. Sat in, sat in with Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf, and stuff like that. But, yeah. I was yeah. wondering, yeah, because it's not like I couldn't find who was playing. I'm thinking, wow, they, I mean, there's some great uh, organ throughout it. But all right, that's cool. All right, we are back. This is That Record Got Me High, and we're talking to our friend Dan Bonebreak, which, by the way, Dan, you have you would have had to have become a musician because with a name like uh, Bonebreak. Yeah, that's, for it's, sure. <laughs> you get a name, you know, to waste just becoming an Definitely, account. Definitely, right. You know? Well, my mom wanted me to become, a, you know, uh, a doctor so I could be Dr. Bonebreak. But, wow. you know, I definitely, I definitely, uh, went, I definitely aimed way below that. But uh, yeah, everyone's uh, everyone's mom wants to become become a doctor. But, yeah, you know, it exactly. rarely works out. You could have been, like, you could have been like a mob, you could have been a mob enforcer, too. And there would have been like, yeah, call, <laughs> that would up, work too. Call well, up, either pay or we're going to send Bonebreak over. <laughs> <laughs> well, often often people do ask if like that's my stage name, which I didn't. Right. Uh, I'd actually never heard the term stage name until it was out <laughs> playing, and somebody asked me that, and I was like, "People make up their names, you know?" Oh, stuff? sure. But, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but no. Uh, come but by no. The, uh, from a long just, line of bone breaks, right? Yeah, I always just refer them to DJ from X. So right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. like, nope, same name. 
right. All right. So speaking of uh, the a great expansive musical production and uh, other stuff too, this song this is a song that was renamed for a while. The record company made them. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. And then by now it's changed back again. But let's listen to we'll we'll know it as my drug buddy. to get to the uh, crucial um, final um, verse, chorus. Is it a verse or a chorus? I love... Well, this song, it's a very... It, it's an interesting song because it really doesn't have a traditional verse chorus. It, it, it doesn't, right? I love my drug buddy. My drug, my drug buddy. I love my drug buddy. So this is a, a girl he goes out with to score, and they they are. Well, this is this is an actual true story, right, Dan? Do do you know? Did, did you read about yeah. what the yeah yeah uh, one of his friends? Yeah, so it, it it is you know based off of the story of them going and getting um, drugs. But you know, we were just uh, just to flip back to what we were talking about right before we you know right at the end of the break is um, you mean what, what, mean what a good son-in-law Rob is? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but uh, um, Barry Goldberg playing keys in this and stuff. Doesn't this has got that Graham Parsons oh, yeah. kind of oh, feel? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah! I was trying yeah. to place. And, is this like? Is it like Dylan? Who is this song? Who is this? Like the intro? I'm like, God damn! This is so familiar. It's a it's a cla- it it's a classic Dylan. rock song. It's Dylan, isn't it? it? Is. Well, but it, uh, it, uh, or, the band, Dylan, or the band or the band. Jacob Dillon, yeah. <laughs> like Bob Dylan, yeah, and but but it's more like the band, you know, with 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 right, Garth right. Hudson playing keyboards, and it's got or, that, I, you I, know, I, I, Parsons, though, you see, yeah, it's, it's all there, it's all there, yeah, sure, for sure, but none of I them think, ever, uh, none of them ever wrote a song this explicitly about where you did. There was no, you didn't have to <laughs> yeah. like guess what was going on. <laughs> Yeah, they uh, this the story is just right there about you know, about well, uh, you I, I know, like about scoring. Like I said before, though, I like how forthright he is about it because he said um, he said uh, that's a really good. This is his quote from him. That's a really good story of a night back in the day when we used to do speed. And he ah, said, uh, right. 
girl. She was actually a, 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 a actually my friend Tom's girlfriend, and I was trying to tell the story as as forthright and normal as possible of us just going out like on a stroll, and then that was part of the stroll was getting yeah we got to we got to pick up right some now. speed, we got to get um, some black beauties right. It's, it's just it, really it, it's it, it is well done and it is about drugs, but it's also got that you know searching Longing, like I want to be yeah. I want to I want to be someone else. Yeah. You know, oh, like, I love, see, this is that's a good. This is a good message for for you kids out there too, that's because right. he says he says I'm too much with myself. I want to be someone else. Even Evan Dando gets tired of being himself sometimes. <laughs> so that's pretty. Uh, his pretty self. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. By the way, do you know in in 1993, People Magazine named him uh, one of the 50 most beautiful people? Well, I've lived in a trailer twice in my life. Okay, <laughs> I'm not saying Barry lives in a trailer. I lost right my virginity now. in a trailer. What do you want? <laughs> <All right>. in <laughs> fucking <laughs> Quincy, Illinois. Okay, well that leaves that in. <laughs> Uh, do you want to do you want to explore this further, Barry, or do you nah, want to? wasn't a, If I had it to do, if I had, to, if I had it to do over, I wouldn't do it. So, hey, how about that? Uh, that tr- that trailer got would? me high. Yeah, yeah. It's um, <laughs> the same trailer where I had I, I had a this Dan Electro Silvertone guitar, and I would plug it into my amp with a fuzz box, and I would just wail and play like you know wild guitar solos and down just down the hill from the trailer where i lived was a um uh, a rehab facility where they had um, <laughs> people making pallets and they would fucking go ape shit when i started playing guitar and i could open the window and they would be up there out there like cheering yeah 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 so it was the <laughs> best audience i ever had was those people in that rehab facility <laughs> Awesome. Um, all right, so uh, uh, <laughs> all right, so this next song here. Um, at, at first glance, not many lyrics, kind of a wisp of a song, but uh, again, it has kind of this melancholy sheen over the whole thing. Let's listen to the Turnpike Down. I'm 
again, it's got that sheen on it. It's got that beautiful sheen on it, which yeah. contributes to the melancholy. It's it's got this. I, I don't I don't know how you bake that into the mix, but the his double track vocals and the way he sings and the way everything's played. It just as it just comes. There's this underlying sadness in this record that I actually, frankly, did not expect to find. Um, but it's definitely um, omnipresent in this album. Yeah, uh, I agree. There's something. Um, there, there's something obviously, you know, melancholy, like you said. But there's something comforting um, about it also. And, and well, it's I not think, confront- like, It's you- not confrontational. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's just expressing it, and he's not saying you got to fucking deal with it. I'm, you know, uh, or, right, or whatever. Right, right. It's, um, it's just, this is what's going on. And it's like, you're having a, you know, sitting as a friend sitting on a couch on the other side of the room from you, just telling you what's going on in their life. So the, uh, I, I love the butterscotch street lamps. Yeah. Yes. So, me too. Like, That's yeah. really great. So like, it's it's more of a like a reference i guess to, um well i i've seen them too but rob you you lived up there in boston area and stuff so the mass pike like they have butterscotch street lamps like the yep. lights are that kind of color yeah. um and yeah like mercury uh, you know, va- mercury vapor lamps yeah and when i moved to i'm when i moved up to boston uh to go play with quit up there for a few months before i joined um dashboard uh I actually ran out of gas on the mass bike. <laughs> good job. Oh, good job. Buddy. I ran out of, well, no, well, I ran out of money. I didn't run out of gas. I just couldn't get it. I couldn't buy any more gas. So, uh, Addison and Rob Coe and, and those guys had to come get me and uh, give me some gas so I could get to Boston to meet them. But, uh, um, but there's also, um, you know, we mentioned, uh, the emo, the melancholy, you know, in, in some of the, you know, music that came a little bit later and the get up kids also have a song called mass pike. Um, and it has that kind of, you know, straightforward longing, you know, thought I was losing you last night on the mass pike. I fell in love with you. And, and it reminds me these songs, you know, there's, there must be something kind of, you know about uh, the about passing those butterscotch street lamps that almost becomes you know yeah, um, sure you know mesmerizing sure you know like yeah. you just you just kind of get lost in it so yeah, and sure. i and i think that when you listen to the song like that you can kind of get lost in it yeah i agree i agree and uh now next one we get more simple clever wordplay and more and and great <laughs> extra vocals with um julianne hatfield as well uh this is a, i love this song too let's listen to a Bit part.
not hard to hear the uh, Huskers uh, part in that. That anytime you yeah, yeah. That, anytime you play the G chord like that, it's Bob Mold, and you're like, <laughs> fucking, it's right. like, yeah, there's Bob right there. Except just again with this um, just beautiful vanilla ice cream feeling to the to it that is at completely and utterly absent from any of his Bob Mold's music. Um, that you know, it's it's just a different take on that thing, that feeling. But it's right there, you know, the ringing chords, and so that you have the the funny thing is you connect okay, Evan Dando to the Husker Do um, sound, and then the Huskers were um, big fans of who Mission of Burma. They were huge Mission of Burma fans, yeah. and oh, so right. it's it all it's the everything's connected, people. It is. And uh, I, I think that, you know, the most abrasive thing is Juliana's. Right. That's this. it. That, you know, right? The beginning. Like, that's is, that her, right. is that her at the beginning? Because I wasn't sure. Yeah. I, if yeah. that is her, you think? Okay. Well, there's there's different accounts. It's either Peggy Noonan or, uh, or her. And it depends on, you know, where you read or who states who, who actually did it. But to me, it does it does kind of sound you know it sounds more yeah, like her. Yeah, obviously, definitely. I don't I don't know I don't know Peggy Noonan's uh, voice. Well, um, uh, Polly is it Peggy or, or Polly uh, Noonan? Polly, Polly Noonan. Noonan. Sorry, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Peggy right. Noonan's Who like the friends? like the seventies Watergate yeah, yeah. person, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. so Polly Noonan, she's the actress, and that's her on, on the cover of the record, right? And her and her car Correct. are on the cover. Okay, right. that's nice. Nice little trivia there, Dan. Bring it to the show. Um, yeah, so. Now we get more drugs, I think, sort of on this next one, right? Uh, uh, and yep. I guess this is about a real person, about Alison Galloway, who was the drummer for that uh, for that band, Smudge, uh, the Australian band. Uh, and guess what? Alison's starting to happen. She'd shake it up. Was hard to make out now. It's plain to see. I couldn't cook to save myself. Found my life for recipe. really fun and earworm another fucking earworm of a song yes. you know indeed it, it, it's uh it, it's i mean i've read that it's about her taking ecstasy for the first time or you know yeah but, yeah um and so it, it seems great like he's so he's so joyous about her discovering whatever <laughs> right. he discovered with drugs right it's yeah. like it's kind of crazy and uh 
I remember the first time I heard it, um, not being, you know, not being around drugs at all. So I didn't really get that when I first heard it. Just remember like, oh, she's, you know, at the end where it's uh, Allison's getting her tit pierced, Allison's growing a mohawk, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, like yeah. it was like, it was like, she's getting into the scene, you know, yeah, but I didn't right. realize it was the drug scene. Uh, <laughs> you're a good boy. That's because you're a good boy, Dan. Yeah. You're such a good boy. <laughs> but um, but now now I'm also as I'm reading the lyrics as I was following along right there I was like you know I couldn't cook to save myself yeah you don't cook you don't, what? don't cook ecstasy right no you don't you don't cook ecstasy but maybe speed I don't know heroin, no you I don't guess. cook speed there's heroin, one thing you cook know. and it's in a spoon and it's with a lighter and uh, you have a syringe and we get to the and yeah and that's uh, like what three songs from now yeah. that's coming up that's, yeah so we got he throw it's all thrown it's all part of it it's thrown in there but it's like you could tell he's just sort of like you know he he went to australia he's bumming around and he's sort of just writing about uh his experiences and what he's doing yeah. and he, he isn't holding back but um he's just he's but he's writing some great <laughs> fucking catchy songs though, you oh, know? Sure. Yeah. so catchy yeah. Great pop song, and now so this next one, I was shocked when I I heard this great he slide shocked. playing, and then I hear who it is playing on this, and it's like that's fucking yeah. awesome. But let's listen a little first. Let's listen to a little of Anna and Gabby. Got me watching your eyes, watching things go by outside, out the window of a train. Easy sipping them, just seeing it fly left to right. Pour the milk and I'll say when. I'm out wandering around. You're but one thing I found. I don't mean to bring you. I'm out wandering around Kinda hoped you wouldn't blame me I can't wake up Every day and find the same me You can scream but I'll just dream How you might disappear So there, the flying burritos references become very overt because um, <laughs> it's it's definitely um, Jeff Skunk Baxter is um, doing um, Sneaky Pete Kleinhaus uh, sound uh, the pedal steel he played in that band for and sure. It's, it's got it one hundred percent an homage to right, uh, uh, to but it's Kleinhaus. so and it's so good though. It it's is so it's fantastic. It's yes. Perfect. I, I, I'll be I'll, I'll be frank that I started the week. I was not enthusiastic about this record. I didn't have any particular desire to hear it or to listen to it. And you know, there's a lot of other stuff going on, but it really is a tr- a tremendous record. And I have a lot I more know, respect right? for. I never <laughs> yeah. I never fucking paid attention to Evan Dando once in my entire musical um, odyssey of my life, whatever that is. This is a great record. It's a fantastic record. But I think, uh, you know, like uh, with the producers having worked with, you know, the Burrito Brothers and stuff like that, like um, Evan said he asked for Sneaky Pete, but he wasn't available. (laughs) So they got 
Jeff back and sure. said to Jeff, "Hey, play play like you know, play like Sneaky Pete." And Jeff was like, "Sure, of course. no problem." Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, and, and it is. It's just a, it's a sweet song. It's um, you know, this would be one of the songs that I would love like the Honest Liars to cover. Like, yeah. Oh I yeah, be, I could hear that so, one. Um, it'd be so something. Let's, you know, let's get real. Way. Let's get real here. Since Mar- okay, Mar- Mark yeah, yeah. seems to have had some sort of, he's had some, you know, he's had some big things happen in his life. Are you gonna get Mark to um, start singing in a in a, in, a, in the way his regular voice? So. <laughs> what are you, what put, are you trying to gonna, say? I'm just gonna put it down. Why are you harshing Mark's mellow? Um, his uh, southern country mellow. Yeah, because I'm a southerner, and I—that's the that's problem. True. Is that? Oh, do you get? I I get triggered because I can I can do that voice effortlessly because I grew up, you know, in dirt on dirt roads in rural central Florida. Maybe Mark did too. You don't know where Mark grew up. Maybe he did too. Who knows? Um, <laughs> you know that? You sh- what's the magic eight ball? Signs say, <laughs> probably not. Probably um, so, not. So, Dan, do you have any idea who Hannah yes. and anything about Hannah and Gabby? I do not. Okay, I do not. All right, I don't either. But in doing my little searching and doing it, I, and I have no idea if this has anything to do with anything. But a quick search, I discovered that Hannah Gosler uh, was the best friend of Anne Frank. And her younger oh. sister, Gabriella, who went by the nickname yeah, yeah. Gabby. Those that are the only two wild. Hannah and Gabby. And I'm wondering, maybe he was like a neutral milk hotel fan or something. And then uh, with that guy's obsession with Anne Frank. And yeah, maybe, but neutral uh, milk hotel is after this. I meant, I, yeah, I, I, I'm reversing it. Uh, I should have said maybe uh, that guy. Neutral, yeah, hotel right. Was a fan. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm just wondering. Possibility, right? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, we would have to maybe, uh, Evan, if you're out there, if you're listening, uh, give us a shout out. Let us know if we're full of shit. Well, we are full of shit. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> those guys. Did you hear what they that. said about my record? Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'm okay with putting, like, this next song is, is by uh, Nick Dalton, who Nick Dalton ended up becoming the bass player for a while, bass right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So give him a song, and it's kind of a it's a catchy, pleasant song, but it it's still my it's my least favorite on the record. And I, oh, I really? Know, it for me, I don't know why, and, yeah. I, and and maybe it's just because it's not because the whole record is such like you said, Dan. There is a there is a different. Uh, a definite flow to it and story, and I don't know if this takes me out of it a little, but it's a it's a good song though. It is. Let's listen to a little bit of Kitchen. So yeah, it's not like it's not like a Noel Redding song, but I can see where it definitely. <laughs> right, right. It's not. Yeah, Noel Redding is the. It's not the. Yeah. The yeah. spoiler, like if you want yeah, to yeah. know the spoilers, like. 
fuck no, is no, that it, fucking Noah Redding song? Yeah, it, 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 it's not that. It's not a spoiler song. Well, I, I think that um, I, I feel like the lyrics of the song uh, really kind of maybe match up to what Evan was doing in Australia. You know, it's like thrilled to be same in the you know in the same postcode. Ah. Um, you know, suddenly talk and I'll make you fright. Um, you know, and then he goes, we'll stay awake all night. We'll repeat the same stories, but of course, never in front of friends, how it all started in the kitchen. And to me, the kitchen's where you cook, right? And I go yeah. back to the okay. drug reference uh, of yeah, cooking. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I figure, I kind of I figure, see, I didn't even think of that. Probably, I think they're probably telling the same stories over and over again right. Right. when they're high, but yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm, pro- I'm totally projecting onto this, but no, well, I do have. That's what we um, do. That's the whole point of our show. Yeah. So uh, I was, uh, I called my friend, uh, um, so my friend Bob Nana, who sings for, uh, plays guitar for Hey Mercedes and Braid and, and a couple other projects and stuff and solo, but he, uh, this is one of his favorite records. And I remember him when we were out on tour, um, he was talking about this record. And re- you know those books they do, uh, uh, 33 and a third, they do about a record. Sure, like, yeah, yeah so. for sure. Okay. So uh, he had put in, uh, he had put in, I think, to um, to author this one for It's a Shame About Ray. Nothing ever came of it, but I remember that story. So I, I hit him up and I was like, hey, do you have any kind of, you know, interesting, you know, like you got some takes and stuff. Uh, we couldn't really connect too much because I was in Costa Rica and my service was off and on. But he did send me the, um, the original demo from Nick Dalton of doing this song. Oh, can you forward that to uh, me? Can you forward that to me? I'll use it in the bed. All right, they're excellent. Yeah, for sure. And it's uh, it it sounds like the drums sound a little pots and panny, you know, and stuff like that. Oh yeah, demo. Yeah, there's a lot more of a like an innocence to it. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's there and it's it's interesting and and to me, I, I think I could see Evan just seeing the song as you know, yeah, it describes what I'm doing here you know um and and fits in there um and uh i don't know if it's i don't i wouldn't rate the songs on this album because it's too short of an album to actually have like you know kind right. of throwaways for me right but uh, um but uh yeah so the song doesn't it's it's not the like eh, i want to listen to that last on it but i kind of like the upbeat part of it all right okay all right, that's fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, you know, speaking of the uh, the demo, this there's actually on Spotify they have the uh, expanded version of this with demos. And one thing right. I, I noticed that's really funny, even in Evan Dando's demos of some of the songs, I, his vocals are uh, doubled on the demos. Yeah, like it'll sure. be a demo of him, but he's yeah, doubled yeah. his vocals, which yeah. is it's pretty. It shows that he 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 still has a certain aesthetic that he oh, yeah. that he you know wants to protect yeah. and use and it's actually yeah it's it's pretty good um all right I think so he knows we, what works for him vocally yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah exactly sorry. and it does i mean you can't you can't argue that it works uh it works yeah. all right so this one purportedly this next one was written by uh evan in a coffee shop alone in a trance <laughs> while, while watching the ceiling fans reflection in his spoon this is ceiling fan in my spoon i'm not buying it Still only mysteries or afraid 
the ringing chords again. The uh, yeah, well, definitely uh, a dinosaur. Like when yeah. you think of it, you think, oh yeah, I hear some. I could hear like a dinosaur. He definitely digested that stuff and and, yeah, and yeah, was able yeah. to present it in a way that was. Um, palatable you know dinosaur jr managed to have a a, a measure of mainstream success uh, huskers n- not so much but um he evan definitely knows what portions of that are sonically palatable and what portions of it can be you know discarded and the you know the su- yeah. the sudden loud guitar solo of jay mascus is not part of the you know the, the thing that gets translated over like you know think about a dinosaur record it's like jay playing those chords and then there's this guitar solo that's like twice as loud as everything else on the record um <laughs> that's not what happens here this is a pop right. record and but, but, it, uh, but it all comes I, uh, comes across very natural though not contrived oh, no, or anything. It, it, just, yeah. exactly yeah no it doesn't come right. across as calculated it just comes right. across as as uh digested and translated like oh this is things I took in and this is things that I um, this is what got left behind and this is the portion that makes you gives you a record that is you know extremely listenable without any um, sonic you know anything that's gonna you know s- suddenly slap you in the side of the face well there's also like it, it does uh, Jay mask is coming out with a guitar solo does happen. Uh, it, in, it, does, it does later on. Yeah, no. but it without, it, but it, literally, it, yeah, it, it does. Yeah, right. Actually, in in the song, it, it does. Yeah, and and, and oh, that's there's also a self, a, there's a self titled the Lemonheads self titled record that came out on Vagrant in okay. uh, 03 Actually, has Jay on it. And, <laughs> oh, uh, well, and, there you and, go. And the um, the backing band on that record is Bill Stevenson and Carl Alvarez uh-huh. uh, from the Descendants All. And um, and then Just Latanzi's plays bass on a few songs too, but uh, but Jay Maskus um, guest on a couple of the songs, and it comes like you said, it just comes screaming out, very Dinosaur yeah. Junior. Yeah, and uh, it's yeah. great. This song, yeah. like you mentioned, uh, Hooskers. Uh, this song to me would be like a Grant Hart song to sing. Yeah, yes, and, uh, yes, yes, yes. And those Absolutely. and those drums, those yeah. drums going, singing yeah. over the all that tom play right. and stuff yeah. like that would be. Um, yeah, the, dr- the drums, again, the drums sound that's... better than any drums on any Husker Du record, though. So, yeah, I am the least thing from an audiophile, but uh, uh, I, I get that. But man, yeah, I love that sound. Yep. All right, so now we get the final song is a cover, and as we mentioned, uh, uh, Todd, we had Todd. Uh, uh, Phillips, drummer Todd Phillips, on a few episodes ago, and he mentioned his love of the musical Hair. Yes. Which that, who would think in like a couple of weeks in a row we would be mentioning I Hair know, again? It's nutty, right? This is, uh, this is from the musical Hair, originally sung by Shelley Plimpton as the character Chrissy, and uh, I, I uh, they were actually uh, Lemonheads were known for doing covers. I mean, obviously they, yeah. their most famous cover ended up getting put on this record uh, right. Mrs. Robinson it wasn't originally on it but it became a huge hit so they they tacked it on the, it on the end yes. uh, yeah but this is uh, this is it's great and I like how he sings it uh, very straightforward like he doesn't try and change the point of view or anything he's just singing it you know the way she sang it right. uh, and the song is called Frank Mills I met a boy called Frank Mills on September 12th right here in front of the Waverly But unfortunately I lost his address He was last seen with his friend 
A drummer he resembles George Harrison of the Beatles But he wears his hair tied in a small bow at the back I love him but it embarrasses me To walk down the street with him He lives in Brooklyn somewhere And he wears his white crash helmet He has golden chains on his leather jacket And on the back are written the names Mary and Mom and Hell's Angels I would gratefully appreciate it If you see him, tell him I'm in the park with my girlfriend And please Tell him Angela and I Don't want the two dollars back Just him <laughs> Figured so, I'd just, let, just let it go. It's, you know... Yeah. It's great, and I I feel like I like that. I I feel that he's not doing it as a goof. That he genuinely really likes. Oh the yeah, song yeah, yeah. Do no, it song. doesn't come across as a snarky cover at all. Right. Um, n- not yeah. one bit. And I should mention that she, the lyrics mention the um, n- you know, the names of a couple of women and then the Hell's Angels. And I looked up and I was like, mm, yeah, Hell's Angels. It was '67, and Altamont was you know three years out, and the. Uh, Hell's Angels hadn't murdered anybody in <laughs> during right. a Rolling Stones concert at that point, so there was still a certain, you know, they were, um, kooky. They were just a, a kooky, kooky little motor biker gang, and you know, Hunter Thompson had written his book about them, where at the end he gets the shit beat out of him, but um, they were still looked upon as like, oh, Hell's Angels, so oh, very, you know, very, you know, acceptable. Um, they were cool, you know, Hell's Angels, but uh, things would change. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a cool song to end with, um, it, you know, just being kind of an oddball. But also, you know, it's it's he's back in L.A. right now, you know, like recording that. And right. It seemed like back from Australia is like, you know, at the end of that song where they're, you know, we just want him back. Um, we don't want the two dollars. We just want him. <laughs> we just yeah, want like, him. You know, it's yeah. kind of like that. Hey, you know, uh I was lost for a while, and now I'm back. It's got that, I don't know, there's just something at the end of it. It's, just, it's uh, there, there is a little joy in it. I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, sure. It's oh, no, no. Lost, but it's, there's it's actually, this this, yeah, this track actually doesn't have the melancholy that the rest right. of the record has, which is, it's, it's an interesting closer in that aspect. And then it sort of leaves that, um, that and the track written by the other guy um, kind of leave that, out but any track with that evan has written definitely has that overlay of you know uh, sadness or underlying um regret maybe about what was going on you know his personal one yeah yeah well there's uh earlier when we were talking about Alice and starting to happen I forgot to mention did you, did you see that uh in the the ooze at, at the end of the song that gunner nelson Son of one of the twins, sons oh, of Ricky Nelson. Oh wow! There you go. Uh, he sang. He sang the Ooey Oohs uh, uh, on, on that as a 
it's just that uh you know kind of an odd thing that would happen for, on that record but they are in la they are yeah, in LA, yeah. so you know yeah. hey man wow, you want to come back crazy. to the studio and do some sure yeah. <laughs> sure why not yeah. whatever man. Uh, cool. right that's awesome. All right. So Dan, thank you. Yeah. See, that's, see that I love about the show because like, like Barry said, I, I knew Barry would not be thrilled about doing this, but then it listened to her, I said, I was thinking Barry's going to like this though. It's a fucking great record. So yeah, I yeah. knew uh, it definitely, so, um, I'm, you know, I was, I was surprised at how catchy and how yeah. impressed I was. And I was really happy when I found the rush, like I was, damn, yeah, gotcha. Like I was caught you. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, cause yeah. you know, I'm, gu- I'm guilty of that myself. And then when I find somebody else has done it, I'm like, all right, I see where you, Getty uh, Lee, buddy, Alex Lyson <laughs> and Neil Peart, you've been listening to those Rush records. So, uh, awesome. yeah, thank you so much for bringing that. And what, so Dan, what, if you Thanks want people to, to see what's going on, where should they go? That new, the newest, the Honest Liars thing you guys put out that, uh, that 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 live thing that you did for the Dan Husker um, show was is is awesome. So they can go to Bandcamp. What's the Bandcamp for that? Yeah. Uh, it's Bandcamp. Um, I don't know what the actual like you know URL, but it's the honest the honest liars. Um, yeah, so it's you the can honest liars. You know, you'll find yeah, it. on Facebook it's there, and then the Lightworkers. Where uh, I'm going to Nashville at the end of the month. Um, to go work on uh, that record. Oh, um, really? To finish up that stuff. All right. And um, so, uh, yeah, um, uh, it's it's. Uh, We're not jealous. Know, this We're year not jealous. Been... We're not jealous. <laughs> I'm not jealous. <laughs> this year, stop saying that. This year has been odd, but we've uh, managed to, you know, uh, make some great music, and you know, you're you the, that great. You know, the, the stuff you do with the Dan Hosker, you know, like that's how I got into the Honest Liars, you know, and, and, and playing right. Mark. And, um, right. you know, so being able to do that and, um, uh, you know, had so much fun and just being, you know, one take through the set and we really liked the way it sounded and all the guys that Andre had helping. So it was just, uh, we were so, like, hey man, yeah, let's put it Andre. out. Yeah. Fun. So uh, I, love, I love making music like that. So. Good, awesome, and we love having you on the show. Yeah, and man. you're gonna be excited. You're gonna be Thank excited you. with our next next episode, Barry. We are. What are we doing? Dan, Dan We're is doing be one excited. of the classics of American underground alternative music. We're doing "Let It Be" by the Replacements with a gentleman Get named uh, Matt Asher, who was brought to us by. I think this is a Todd Phillips, um, or is this a? Oh yeah, he introduced us to Matt. I think he did, and uh, and see now, now Barry, now Dan's jealous of us because we get to talk about let the, it be. the replacements. Let it be, yes. <laughs> I know. That's my that's my favorite replacements record. So. Yeah, me yeah, too. Definitely be. Uh, I don't I don't yeah, really like yeah. the replacements, and I like that record. So I'm glad we get to do that one. I so. know that's weird. You have a, I don't know. Barry's got these like bands. You would think you'd be surprised. Like wow, really? He doesn't. But you know, hey. But uh, maybe it's the rush thing. I'm just maybe I'm happy that this like one, rush, this one better like than Soul Asylum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Uh, no, no, it's definitely better than the Soul Asylum record. Yeah. All sure. right, let's start. Let's start. <laughs> all right, so uh, thanks again, Dan, for coming on the show. Don't forget, yep. uh, if you guys want to become a patron of our show, go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh, and we would appreciate it. You could follow us on Instagram at that record got me high on Facebook where that record got me high, and also that. Facebook group got me high. Uh, if you want to have some fun with that, um, and just you know, share us. We really appreciate it. That's uh, right. Show- share us with your cooler friends. Share us, uh, yeah, and, and yeah. Sh- uh, shows growing. We're getting more and don't, more listeners. Don't share us with like broke bozos like us. Share us with <laughs> yeah people who are like 
with well, it happening. We need to move up. We need to move on up. And those and those Patreon uh, episodes are a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Dan yeah. always participates in the Patreon episodes, and you do a great job. I show. love listening to those episodes. I know. They're yeah, fun, right? They are. All right. So uh, be, become a patron, and you could uh, participate as well. Uh, once again, thanks again for listening, everyone. We really yes. appreciate it. That is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And that was Dan Bonebreak. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. We are out. another man involved in all this. I call him the Yellow Man. You saw his back the other day at Dorothy's apartment. Today, I saw the Yellow Man go into Frank's building, laughing with Frank. Now, the only trouble is, what does that prove? Nothing really. But it's interesting. Number two. I saw the Yellow Man come out and meet up with a well-dressed man carrying an alligator briefcase. They went to this factory building downtown, stood on a staircase and looked off into the distance. Look at this, in the distance. It was a murder. This drug dealer was shot to death and the woman had her legs broken. Jeffrey. And these two guys told me that the police would find a huge amount of drugs in the dead dealer's place. I can't believe what you're finding out. Are you going to continue with this? Yeah. Until when? I mean, what are you going to do with this stuff? Well, I don't know. You're not going back to her apartment. Yeah. Jeffrey, why? I'm seeing something that was always hidden. <laughs>